The Women in Gridiron Show is a production of Mojo Sports in partnership with the Women's Gridiron Leagues of Australia. Welcome back to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. Tonight, I'm very excited because we have the South Australian contingent of the women's football community on with us tonight. We've got coach Andrew Stevens and WNFC Rookie of the Year, Kelly Whitehead. How are you? How are you both? Kelly, start with you. How are you? Good. I'm really good. It's good to be home. Um Super excited to be chatting with you and sharing the experience. And uh, obviously we were talking offline, you know, the jet lag's been a killer and not having any routine right now, you're a little bit all over the shop. Yep. <laughs> yep, it's been pretty bad. Um, I think the first the first night I was back, I stayed up all night, so that wasn't good, and then sleep through the day the next day, and then so a bit of a struggle, but I'm getting back into it. And Stevens, how are you? How are you, friend? Yeah, I'm great. It's great to be uh, on the podcast. Looking forward to it. Well, I'm, I'm excited to have you here. And I'm also joined by Alia Kamali. How was your week, Alia? Yeah, you know what? It's been, it's kind of at the end of a, a big exam I wrote yesterday and the day before. So I feel like I'm over this hump for the moment. I get back to football mode, which I've missed. So ready to get back into preseason. Well, it is that time. It is that time. Stevens, you are no stranger to women's football. I mean, 2017 Outback, 2018 Nationals with the South Australian girls um, when you guys were trying to focus on getting that league up and running. 2022 Outback, head player, head coach at uh, your club, your club, the Spartans, and you've just retired. Into like, I love you having you in the football community because you've been such an excellent coach uh, throughout that time. But I mean, what start like how did you get involved in the outback program to start with and why have you stuck around for so long coaching women when there's not a league in your state yeah i started getting involved with the women's stuff um obviously in the lead up to the the first world cup that australia attended um probably i've obviously always been well involved in coaching for a long time um and then uh, I saw the women's, um, the expressions of interest for women's coaches. So I, um, I put, uh, yeah, put my name down on that one. Um, having been involved, obviously, as a player in the men's, so I thought, yeah, it would be good to get involved um, as a coach. Um, yeah, and then just obviously wanted a bit of a different challenge um, in terms of coaching, coaching women's football. Like I'd never done that before. The um the day of the first the first day of the camp, um obviously a few of the guys I played played uh in the outback team with um Kelvin and uh, Kev Wilson and a few of them had already sort of got into women so I'd spoken to them about it a bit and then yeah just decided to uh have a have a go. And then obviously not having a women's league over there, I mean, despite it hasn't been from a lack of trying, that's for sure. Um, but to have like, you know, there was like a core group of like five or six girls, you know, and you guys came over uh, and played with Coyotes with us in 2018. 
going back to not having like the league in SA, how was it like having Kelly around, just like kicking it around your club team? Uh, so Kelly doesn't play for my club team. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, <laughs> True. yeah we're actually uh, rivals. I, uh, I sent Kelly on one of her first football trips and that was when I pulled around from guard and uh, sent her flying when she was playing linebacker. Um, but, uh, no, so I guess Kelly's obviously been a mainstay for the women's stuff for a long time because she played juniors and then into the seniors and, and stuff like that. So it was, it was good having a, um, a player who's sort of, I mean, obviously we all know Kelly's a, a great player. So it was, it was good having, having, uh, Kelly involved. And then we, we had a group of, it was probably around eight to 10. Um, oh, wow. and then, yeah, it, and that sort of varied in um, a few of them could could go on the trip to um, New South Wales. Obviously, two of them had had been selected for the first World Cup, um, Ileana and Alicia. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then obviously it was a different four that we brought over for the um, the nationals in Perth. Um, and then we had a, another one, a different one, try out um, Kate for the the second. Um, Oh no, sorry. She tried out for the first camp as as well. So, yeah, it's it's kind of been a. I mean, obviously only a relatively small group, but um, they've all sort of uh, yeah, for a period there they were, they're were all pretty keen. But yeah, obviously we just didn't didn't have enough numbers to to get our own league together. So, yeah, we've just looked for opportunities um for participation where we've been able to. Um, yeah, and then obviously uh, I've. Yeah, spend a bit of time travelling interstate, sort of playing some games for Bendigo in the Victorian League. I played a couple of games in Perth and that, so I knew the sort of some of the challenges of um, just flying in, playing and coming out. Same thing with state games. So, and then obviously been yeah involved in in nationals and stuff for quite a long time. So, yeah, a bit of experience there that I could tie with the the travelling like fly and fly out stuff and yeah hopefully I was able to use that experience to help the girls sort of um get involved as quickly as possible when they did attend camps and and tournaments and stuff like that. Stevens, I mean now knowing that you guys don't actually play for the same club team mm-hmm. like from a player to player perspective like obviously you've got many years on Kelly in terms of age and playing experience like was there ever a moment on the field where you just like I cannot I I cannot throw her as far as I want to like was there any sort of reservation because you know she's not she's not she's not that big as in I as in I got too old that I couldn't physically manhandle her or no, no, you're like I don't want to hurt her I was <laughs> choosing not to <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think uh, respectfully to Kelly, I, I just treated her the same as every other player in our competition. Like I, um, I yeah, like I, because I obviously was a playing coach of my club. So in in the time when it was probably only a crossover a year or so where I ended up playing on offense and Kelly was on defense, um, and I was calling offensive plays from our huddle at that time. So it wasn't like I went out there and called plays to target her or anything like that. I, yeah, just uh, treated her the same as, um, yeah, the same as every other player. And then, I mean, to be frank, like she's, it's not like she's a liability, um, like an obvious liability to, to her team. Like she's, mm. she's able to compete at our, 
at our state level and, um, yeah, contribute to our team's defence and that. So, yeah, we, we definitely weren't going going after her going, oh, well, that, that's the, the weakness and we'll attack it until they take her off. Like, it, yeah, it was nothing like that. You're a good man. Good man, Stevens. In terms of, like, uh, coaching, again, you're like, you know, you've come in and you've gone, I don't, I've never coached women before. Like, after all of this experience and all of these outback trips and and as much women's coaching you've done, what are the what are the key differences that you notice when you're coaching women versus coaching men? Probably the 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 emotional roller coaster, and that that's uh, I mean that's good emotions, bad emotions, that sort of thing. Um, I find that women seem like a lot harder on themselves. Um, they'll make a mistake and they'll get upset. They'll do something good and they'll. They'll get upset because they thought they should have done it better. Or, um, but on the um, on the positive side of it, they're they're definitely um, a lot less uh, ego driven than, than male players. Um, they'll they'll sort of talk about the stuff they weren't able to do, whereas obviously a lot more of the the male players will focus on the stuff they did do right rather than the stuff they didn't. Um, and I just find with the female players there, they're pro- it depends on the team, obviously, but they're, they're probably a bit more supportive of the players that are on the field. Um, so if they get taken off like they were on the field and they got substituted for another player, they're probably a bit more supportive of the player that went on in their place, um, whereas the men are sort of a bit more... Um, yeah, begrudging, oh, like, why has he gone on? I'm better than him or why, like, yeah. he And then trying to find the mistakes that that player's making rather than supporting them uh, as much as they could as a teammate. That's an interesting observation. And I, mean, I think it's pretty true, but, like, I haven't ever seen someone, you know, be pretty upset that someone else went on, like, and I don't know if that's just the people that play our sport or how the culture and teams are made, but that's a really interesting observation. But I agree with you, like, I that you're going to be more likely to be supportive of someone going on because it's at the end of the day, it's still a team sport than, you know, hoping that they fail. (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the men necessarily hope their teammates are going to fail. It's more that they're, they, they sort of look at it as an opportunity for why they should be going back on. Uh, Um, Yeah. Like as in, Oh, like he's not doing this, he's not doing that, which, which I was type thing. Um, whereas the, I find the female players are more like, um, then worried about what they weren't doing. They're like, okay, well, I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing this. I need to do this better. I, yeah. And they, um, I mean, they definitely ask more, uh, for, for those reasons as for why they were taken off or why someone else started or just, but it's more from a place of trying to yeah, make yeah. sure that they are the one rather than, uh, yeah. Yeah, rather than the yeah, Stevens. I mean, going back to what you said about how women are generally harder on themselves uh, than they probably should be. Like, I think that that's one of my favorite memories of you. Was I think we were playing against Queensland in uh, twenty eighteen, and I had a really good game the first game against WA, and then in the second game against Queensland, I did not do very well at all. And I've come off the field, and I'm just like, oh, I just, I was just not in a good place. And you're like did you let them get outside you? And I'm like, no. And you're like, well, 
then you did your job. Stop complaining about it. Get back out there. And I'm like, okay, all right, fair enough. So, I mean, you know, it's it's those sorts of coaching moments that I've had with you that I've I've loved uh, throughout my career. And you know, thanks so much for being available and and uh, yeah, to all of us. Um, I did find something really interesting because the last one the time we spoke was at uh, at the most recent state up in Queensland and. We were talking about, you know, football careers and and your retirement and where I'm going with my career. And I said to you that, you know, my ultimate goal was that I wanted to represent Australia. And you've said to me, I've played for 20 years for the same club and I've never won a championship. Does does that mean that my career hasn't been important? And I've been thinking about that so often uh, over you know the last couple of months. And I think that that's such sage advice. Like, I... Like you think about it, you know, there are players that go through an entire career without winning a championship, and it's actually not something that you stop and think about until you know someone has done it like that. And and has that has that ever like burnt a fire deep within you, Stevens? Like to to have that, or is it just like on the coming end of your retirement? Was it just something that you're like, look, I'm going to have to accept this. I'm proud of what I've done, um, and I'm okay to be going out the way that I'm going. Oh, I mean, I could easily say, like, I could sit here and go, like, oh, I wish I had won one. I mean, that's easy to say. And there's some opportunities where, um, yeah, we we sort of um, had opportunities and for various reasons they didn't eventuate. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's it's like the conversation I had with you was that, I sort of look at it a bit more like from a, a whole sort of playing career and coaching career point of view in terms of like not defining the success of it by by the uh, the result of a, an individual grand final or grand finals or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, it, like it's disappointing that we weren't able to get a lot across the line um, in seniors. Like my first season was the first season of juniors in South Australia and we won that. So, I mean, but then obviously wasn't able to get across the line seniors. But, yeah, I'd I'd sort of go look at it and go, okay, well, I I did a lot of things, represented South Australia a lot, represented Australia. And, yeah, so I I wouldn't then want to look back at it and go, oh, yeah, but I didn't win a medal. Like, um, yeah, so that's how I kind of look at it. I love that. Just so, just just letting you know, giving you some feedback as a as a coach that you know it's it's those kinds of coaching moments that like I think as women hit harder for us than I think you definitely intend for them to come out, and I think that goes with a lot of male coaches in general. They'll give some piece of advice, and it's something that is very innocuous uh, when you're giving the advice, but for a lot of women that you know it it hits home. So you know, just everything that you guys say, women tend to absorb a lot more and uh you know the the good ones say good things that stay with us and and that's that's your coaching <laughs> legacy you know and that's that's what will filter down uh throughout you know women's football as a whole so that's super exciting kelly talking about stevens as a coach obviously he's you know one of the only coaches that you've ever had how like how did he prepare you to be able to obviously have your success in football and obviously going over to the WNFC this year had you know was he on the phone was he on like messenger being like giving you advice while you were over there like how has he supported you to get you to where you are um we actually haven't talked too much 
uh, while I was away. I didn't really talk to many people back here. I kind of uh, was very in my own world over there. But um, I think from, you know, the beginning of my career down here in Australia, even like as a junior, I've had like good coaching from the start. So and I had like a football background where like my brother played. So I wasn't completely new to the game when I started. Like I understood how the game worked and the rules and things like that. So I had a good background. And then, you know, when we did meet, I think for the first time when we really worked together was for that Nationals um, getting ready for Perth. And that was, um, I think we were just after one of the seasons were finished. And then we did a lot of group sessions with the girls, which was always really difficult because there was only, you know, 10 of us training. So we never really got into a situation where we were doing any kind of like game simulation. Um, So that was tough. Um, but you know, he's such a great coach that didn't even matter. He made it work. Um, I went into that nationals as a receiver, wasn't even supposed to play linebacker. And then, you know, it was a halftime at the first game and he's like, Hey, you got to go do this. And I was like, but I don't know, like I wasn't prepared for this at all. So, but you know, he had obviously, you know, seen me play locally and I had the faith in me. So, you know, I mean, I tell you, like, I remember the defining moment. I think it was the game against Victoria. We're back up in the end zone. It's four, it's it's like, it's tight. It's like 6-6 six, six or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, defense had been on all game and we were in the end zone uh, or it's not like at the five and you've just picked yeah. this ball out <laughs> of nowhere. And I'm like, holy balls. What just happened? And for me, that was that was the moment where I've gone, this chick is going to be freaking amazing, and you have been ever since. Um, you know, so obviously for anyone who doesn't know, you know, Kelly was over playing with Kansas City, uh, just beasted it out there every game. I think the first first week of the season there was highlights and you were in it. You were, were Defence Player of the Week, weren't you? Of the for week. The conference yeah, the Defence Player in your first week. It was the second week. Week two. Oh, week. second week. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But, uh, I mean, you just went over there and made an impact straight away. Like, was there any hesitation when you were going over there thinking, you know, I haven't played enough, I don't have enough experience? Like, you know, like was there a lot of, like, internal pressure when you got over there to kind of perform? Um, I think like going in, I just kind of had no, um, real idea of like what the, the league was going to be like. So I didn't know, you know, I know within Australia, like I'm pretty good at football, but like, that's a whole different story over there. So whether I would fit in and sort of be good enough sort of thing, I just didn't know. Like, obviously I believed in myself and I knew I had good skills, but, um, when I, I actually got in the team really late as well. So I was like, they already have, you know, players established and everything like that. So, um, but when I rocked up and we had our first training and it was pretty good, I felt kind of comfortable, but like, I didn't know the, uh, the playbook yet, didn't have that fully down. So uh, my first practice probably wasn't my best practice. And then after, you know, talking with the coaches, they're like, if you can learn the playbook, you'll be fine. Like skill wise, you're okay. So that was good. And then when we got into the games, just kind of felt really comfortable. And it was so good to work with like players that have like such a high caliber as well. So it's like, you know, just you get that trust of like your teammates knowing that you can rely on them to do things because they're like just as good athletes as you are, which was really good. What was your like, what was your moment during like either training or during the season where you're like, hey, 
I don't think I'm bad. Like I, <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at this. Like was there a was there a moment? Was there a play or something like that where you're like, huh, I'm pretty good at this? Um well it was actually hard going in. So I, I joined the team and I'd watched a lot of uh we did a lot of Zoom chats and they record all their training. So I'd oh, watch wow. I'd watched a lot of film on the team and I was like, Oh, these these guys are pretty good. Like I don't know, you know, how I'm gonna go, but um you know, once I, I got there, I just got comfortable and it was fine. There wasn't really a single moment where I was like, I'm going to do good at this. It was just kind of like when we played the first game. And I think playing um, Florida the first game was a great, like, warm into the season. It wasn't like the hardest team that we had to play. So it was like, it was good to um, get comfortable. Who was game two? Who, who, was, who did you play game week two? Week two, uh, we traveled to Philly. Ah, uh, yeah. Playing another, that. playing another Aussie over there in Serica, playing for Philly. Yep, and played Yana week one. Yana, <laughs> how how we how weird was that? Like going out onto the field and seeing like you know prior teammates, teammates, like, yeah, that you knew, like just in a completely new environment, it would be so weird. Yeah, it w- it was really interesting. Um, we didn't really talk before the game, obviously, very like warm-up and team focus sort of thing and then there was one point I think um Yana was punting the ball and I like tackled her like the it was a bad snap or something so I like tackled her she didn't get the punt away and then like I was like good work like sorry I tackled you and then she she was like oh not you like then we like hugged and sort of so that was really nice but when I went off and like everyone's like no you can't be hugging during the game and I was like that's my girl like it's fine <laughs> so it was definitely definitely interesting but Cool, who was uh who was your favorite teammate over there? Oh, that's that's a big big uh decision there. Um I had lots of great teammates obviously. Um memorable I, teammate. How about not favorite? Your memorable teammate. I think I have to I have to give a shout out to my fellow Australian on the team, Jess Sherman. So she played wide receiver. Didn't didn't even know that there was another Australian on the team when I went. She um hasn't played in the Australian community, so unknown Australian. But yeah, no, she, it was great to great to have her there. We definitely. Does she live over there? Or did she travel? Yeah, over yeah, there? yeah. She lives. She lives over. There. So that's pretty. That nice. was really. Yeah. Christy. So looking forward to the the next World Cup, I can get her out. Oh, that's a great idea. Thank you, Moran. Krista Moran has just entered the chat. How are you? <laughs> oh my guys, had some connection issues. The huge. Fair enough. <laughs> Christy, we were just chatting with Kelly uh, just about WNFC season, obviously Rookie of the Year, just being yeah. awesome doing stuff. We were talking about how, uh, you know, internal pressures to go over there and, and deliver is probably something that you would have quite the uh, affinity for like how and Kelly said basically that you know she thought she was pretty good but when she got over there she was like yeah I have to I've got some work to do and she's done it is that kind of how the experience is when you go over to like a league that's got such a high caliber the internal pressure is is like I think would be one of the harder things to deal with yeah, absolutely. I'm just listening to you talk, Kelly. I just, I almost got the nerves back um, when you're talking about that first game. Um, uh, I remember because I was lucky enough to have a couple of Aussies in the team um, that I knew. So we took a photo uh, in the locker room beforehand, um, and it was the it was so there was a white wall behind us, 
and the photo, I am as white as that wall. I am I am so nervous. But when I went over, um, because you are, you you don't you 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 know where you you are in the standard here, but over there you're like a little fish swimming with the sharks, right? Um, so I didn't know. I thought oh, I didn't want to tell anybody I was going over because I thought I might be back in two weeks having not done well at training even. Um, and I remember when I first got first got to training, the first drill we did was the V drill. Um, and I had to, and guess who had to run it first? It was me, of course. So, uh, yeah, but, but it was probably the best way to get in. I think Kelly's just, you just, you just go for it. Don't you, you just go in there. You go, right. This is where I stand with this. This is where I don't stand. This is what I got to work on. Um, and receiving p- passes from quarterbacks that absolutely just fly those balls in was another thing too. But yeah, I just, so proud of of everyone that went over and 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 is going over and yes there is that no, that initial I'm not sure if I can do this of course that's natural but you forget and what I forgot was that you have a whole team of people that help you out there and you have great mm-hmm. coaching and all of that sort of stuff so I'm I'm so I was so excited to hear your story and how it unfolded for you it was awesome Kelly. When uh, when you were over there, we you know I I I didn't find it odd. I just found it interesting that you were one of like a couple of Aussie girls that have decided to take their own path when they got over there, as opposed to the uh, you know the group that we ended up going over to Denver, large contingent, and then previously you know uh, the girls from Mississippi going over as that large contingent. Like what what was it like to be the only one? Like and 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 not have you know, that bit of community, I guess, going over, did it make the journey harder? Did it make it easier? Like, were you able to just internally focus on football more? Talk us about how it felt being just making your own way into this big wide world. How did you choose Kansas City? Because I'm also Oh, that's true. Yeah, good good question. I remember messaging, or we messaged, and I gave you, like, my little rundown of, like, these are the teams I think you should look at. And then, of course, I'm hoping, thankfully, Kansas was on there, but I'm curious how you end up picking them. They were. They definitely were. Um, I did. Your list was very helpful. Um, <laughs> I definitely was a big um, consideration and I obviously knew the girls that had been in Mississippi last year. So, you know, I sort of focused on, you know, those kind of teams. And I know that the I knew that the girls were going to Denver already. Well, I knew um, I knew Juliana and Struth where I didn't know about the other two yet. Um, and I did contemplate going to Denver. I like I was in touch with their coaches and stuff like that. So it almost it almost did happen, um, but then I had some troubles with my visa. Um, just took a long time to get, um, and for me, I had to go to Perth um, to get that done. So that was um, a bit tricky to organise. And then with um, we were supposed to have our Australian nationals, um, and I didn't want to miss that. Um, so I went to Kansas City because they had the bye week the round of the nationals so I knew that I would get I would miss one game because you know with it flying for a week and you lose a day when you come back so they had the bye which meant I would only potentially miss you know one game was a lot of the reason Kansas City was wow. their schedule was that is so, that's commitment you were gonna fly back to Australia for I, I did. and that's I had, how you chose I, your team I had flights wow. back to Australia for the week of the nationals um I was gonna finish the game fly the next day and then have the whole week and then the bye week was the next weekend. So it was like I had it all planned. I had the flights booked and everything. So 
um, yeah, that was kind of why I sort of, and then obviously I did talk to the coach as well. <laughs> um, uh, literally 10 minute phone call with her and she had me sold on going to Kansas city. So, um, oh, she, wow. so did you have a, do you have a female head coach over there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how good. I mean, coming from someone that's like really only being coached by men, like how, what was that like? Um, yeah, it was great. Um, she, I mean, I obviously worked with my positional coach a lot more because, you know, she was the head coach and did a lot of like the offensive line work. Um, so we didn't necessarily coach me personally a lot, but like just the way she ran the team was really professional and just, she has obviously played previously and coached previously, um, before Kansas city. Um, so that was great. And she just, honestly, people will tell you, and like I said, 10-minute phone call, and she got me to move across the world. So um, definitely someone who's very encouraging and passionate about the game. So That was that was one thing. Uh, they're so passionate. They're, they're an energy on their own, aren't they? It's in, infectious. Um, you may have covered this already, but how did the body pull up um, throughout the season? Um, a lot better than I expected, actually. Um, I didn't really get any like injuries um a few like niggly things I got like short ankle cleats so you know of course in my second game I rolled my ankle um but that was just the cleats I could find when I went over there it was like off season of football for them so it wasn't a lot of variety um and then I like hyperextended my elbow I think in the Denver game or that one of the Dallas games so that was kind of worrying for a little bit but it didn't really bother me after that it was pretty good so it's it's because she's like 20 years younger than me and you Marin. <laughs> I was gonna say like and Alia she's talking to the cripple <laughs> crew I remember it <laughs> yeah it's not I, my I, experience went at all but yeah <laughs> I, but I also did you know I didn't do anything during the day so I had lots of time to you know recover I ended up like stretching every day I worked out I like I worked out three times a day every day so how how nice yeah. is it to just live and breathe and play football and nothing else though? You can just leave all your your responsibilities at home. It it's it's awesome. Not having responsibilities was very nice, but you also get <laughs> as well. Four months what, is uh, you can only work out so much. It's true. What uh what did you bring back any like coachisms, like things that you picked up from your positional coaches or your head coach or whatever that you're just, you know, will forever or be. Or even your all pro, all the all pro coaches you would have worked with, anyone that like left you with something that. Oh yeah. Cause that was what Jennifer King and uh, Kelly Brownson. Yeah. Um, we, oh, let me think. Nothing like super in particular. We didn't really work with the all pro coaches very long because we, you know, realistically had like a two hour training session with like our positional coaches and then was sort of game day the next day, like was um, not a lot of time to actually interact and talk with them. Very busy weekend, booked all day. So um, nothing in particular, I don't think, just like just the love of the game, obviously, and the, the commitment to growing the women's game, I think, is really big at the moment, which I'm loving. I love the energy. Any coach that is about growing the women's game, I'm all about. Hundred percent. We are all all about coaches that just want to coach women. That's what. Hundred percent. That's why we're here. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, to, the all pro game and Christy, I know you've got like familiarity with this sort of concept as well. Like, you know, how hard is it to just 
meet a random bunch of people and play like a, a I wish we had something like that, like between the leagues, you know, just like get, you know, make a listen and have a big all pro game like once a year. Yeah, that would be mad. But like, how do you do it? How do the schematics work about this? Like, Stevens, I'm sure you've got like, if you, how would you, how would this work? Like, is it just like a really basic playbook and then people just try to execute or like, how does this? Oh, work? you mean like the game? Yeah. Let's, uh, don't forget, that's basically what Kelly's done every women's game <laughs> that's, she's played. That's true. <laughs> so, not to, not to discredit her, but like we, like she said, we come into that New South Wales campaign mm-hmm. in Perth and she was um she'd been training at wide receiver and then at half time when we had a couple of linebacker injuries I kind of pushed her into the circle and made her play defense and then obviously yeah similar with outback I mean obviously you get a, a little bit more training with those sort of things but I mean we I think we had a an hour walkthrough session on the day of the first game in Perth before we played and then yeah the outback we sort of had I don't know four or five days and um, yeah, but it's, oh, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for what happens at the, the WNFC, um, all pro game, but with anything like that, where it's just a throw together with limited time, yeah, you just keep it fairly, fairly basic. And I guess as a coach, then what you're trying to do is, um, put the, the players in the best position to succeed. So depending on who your player is, like if they're a standout running back, then you'd, you get as many people out of the box as you can, or if they're a, a shutdown corner, then you just play them man to man and get everyone else doing zone or whatever it may be. Um, you just you just try to put them in a position to succeed with the abilities they have. It almost feels like it's almost like a micro level of coaching. Like you're literally playing with the piece, like the pawn pieces, and putting them. <laughs> where they belong I, I just think like it, the concept to me given that we're in pre-season right now when everyone's trying to learn playbooks and do skills and technique and all that sort of stuff obviously it's a different environment but like it's just fascinating to have to pull together a game and like within a, a day or two and just have everyone have a really good game and it was a really low scoring game though um from what I watched um but I mean that doesn't could it take anything away from the concept and, and how difficult it must be? Christy, was it, is that like similar to your experience when you played in the all pros, like just coming yeah. in and just picking it up and just basic, basic stuff? Yeah, well, you're playing with um, the the best of the best in their positions. So there is uh, the, the football IQ is there um, and, you know, the terminology is all the same. And I think um, in a lot of ways, um my season with Chicago Force, because we um, had a different playbook depending on who we were playing um, each week and he never put it to paper, you just had to, you watched film, he talked about the the plays that he wanted, you go out and you execute. Um, it really sets you up for that big, that that quick pick up, learn, get That's the so nuances true. of things, yeah. Um, yeah, we so, did the same thing in Denver, like every week you yeah. sort of had a game plan for that team. You scouted or you did scout for the other team, like their, their defense and, and you'd have a game plan to, that you had to change every week to week depending on who you're playing. So, I uh, I don't know what the score was in the in the one you played in, Christy, but like you'll find when you go to like state campaigns and outback campaigns, the defense tend to gel a lot faster because um, – at that level, they've got the skills, and the, they're just a piece of the of the defense. So if if everyone's doing their job how they're supposed to be doing their job, it kind of falls into place like a puzzle. Whereas 
with offense, it's it's about timing and it's about rhythm and familiarity and okay, well she likes it thrown here or she likes it thrown this hard or like she's like yeah, she'll sort of set her hips like this way on the block or she's a bit easy to read here and so that's why a lot of those games can often end up low scoring um, if everyone's at a good skill level and football IQ is because the defensive players are just sort of forming a part of like a, a, a structure, whereas, um, yeah, the offense doesn't have the time to gel um, that they would normally. I agree with that completely. And, um, yeah, because cause I, I, I think of offense like choreography. Everything's everybody's <laughs> got to do their movement at the, the right time and um, they're playing yeah. the right time. Yeah, agree. Um, but um, I, I found playing in those games, the the read and react kind of running the ball really came into to play because you, you didn't know how people were going to block or you didn't know how O-line was going to um going to drive out of that um out of their stance so yeah uh, 100% agree it was it, it was tough but it really is it just it kind of for me felt like bringing together all that you've learned um and really kind of testing you as an athlete and um probably one of the other harder things was trying not to be in awe of some of these other players that you have been watching and now you're standing next to i mean I uh Odessa Jenkins I was like just be cool, uh, be cool, Moran, and that's not my strong point. We know. It definitely. Did you find that, not. Kelly, when you went to Outback and seeing some of those players from the USA national team, and then now you're seeing them back in WNFC times too? Like, yeah, definitely. You know, people talk about uh, Brittany Bushman. You know, the the Tom Brady of uh, WNFC because because of how much she wins, not because they're similar quarterbacks, obviously. Um, and so, you know, it was great to meet her. That was. A big thing for sure. Gold medalist, you know. The um Krishna Lee, who's the one of the managers of the the glory, like won a gold medal last year. Like that's just so impressive. Possible. We'll get there one day. You get you'll get one one day. You never know. Again, again, you've got 20 years more than we have. So, you know, what we need to do is make sure that there's still opportunities for you to do so in the next 20 years. I think that's where we all sit with all this sort of stuff. Kelly and Stevens, guys, this has been a super fun chat. Kelly, I, I love having you on here, and, and I'm just so proud, like, knowing you from such a baby and just <laughs> everything that you've 16? done. 16? Did we meet you when you were 16? When yeah. you were yeah. baby. Unreal. That, that makes me jealous. I didn't start till I was in my 30s. My God. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, I just played my last game at 39, so she's got plenty left in her. Yeah. <laughs> That's the What's something, there. Kelly, that you would um, give as a message to anyone listening or someone who reaches out to you to, like, want to go over to play in, in America? Like, what is something not just you wish you knew or, like, also a piece of advice that, like, um, you know, remember, think about this when you're going over or things to, to consider kind of thing? Um, I would definitely say, like, back yourself. Like, you know, I had so much doubt about, like, you know, am I going to be good enough? Should I even, like, do this sort of thing? But, like definitely trust yourself and you know make sure you do research about which team you go to you know anyone who wants to reach out to me I'll you know tell you to go to Kansas City no just kidding (laughs) um but you know definitely have faith in yourself and like if you're like an athletic person they have good coaches so you don't have to know everything that like everything about football like I obviously don't know everything um so you know just reach out they're they're very friendly about 
discussing your options and stuff like that and you know reach out to the other girls that have gone there's plenty of us now who have who have done the trek so um i definitely would encourage it for sure i think it's so important about what you said about you don't have to know it all because i think that that's that's something that like typically women we go i have to know everything about everything before i can make a decision or do something step out of my comfort zone so i think that's excellent advice uh, and just i think that just goes part and parcel with just be coachable right? Like, you know, you get over there and you don't know everything. And so just be open-minded about, you know, the techniques and just absorb, absorb, absorb. And I'm excited to see what you've absorbed, hopefully in the next, I mean, I don't know when we're going to see you back playing on an, on an Australian shores, oh, well, not shores, I guess in the country with us. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's back in the country. Back in the country. Um but, I mean, plans to go back over, yes? I was going to ask the exact same question, yeah. Um, I haven't decided yet, but it's it's probably pretty likely. Um, I think, you know, I had such a good first season. Now I have an understanding of how the league works a bit more and sort of the level of football I feel comfortable going back, you know, knowing that I could still be successful um just got to work out like the financial obviously and mm. the discussion with family and stuff like that but um definitely um a possibility for sure was Kansas pretty supportive of you as an international player like I heard from obviously Anna about it but like what was your experience yeah I mean they um put me up in a house um with one of the coaches and um Anna obviously who came from Brazil so we lived together which was really great. And they like looked after me for all of that. They covered all my travels to the games and stuff, which was amazing. Like I definitely, I had prepared to pay a lot more than I did this year kind of thing, you know, and nice. the girls from Denver, I know they had a really expensive trip and that's what I was expecting. And I, I didn't have it that bad. So yeah, the team was super supportive. Nice. Oh, to come back from four months away with a little bit of cash to spare, that, that, that's not a bad, yeah, not nice. a bad little trip at all. Definitely helped the, the thought of going back next That was year. our mutual roommates. I lived with Anna from Brazil in Denver the year prior, and then she went to Kansas and lived with Kelly. So mutual teammates slash roommates. We need, to, we need to get Anna on the podcast. Who's yes, the- we need to get Anna in Australia. <laughs> That's my goal. She would love to come this way. Yeah, surely. It has to be like a three-way kind of like situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, more, the more players from the U.S. we can get come over here, that would be amazing. And I think a great uh, you know, point of development for the game. Speaking of development, Stevens, what's the plans for SA in a women's league? Is there still plans to go ahead with, with we'll try to get something up and running? Like are you going to be using Kelly as a poster girl now to kind of encourage a women's league down there? Oh, no, I use Kelly as a poster girl to get another coaching gig. Um, uh, no, um, we're obviously... It's a difficult one because, to, to be honest, even our men's league struggles for players. Um, so, yeah, I mean, ideally we could look at some stage to try and um, develop a women's league, um, but whether we whether we need to take a different angle and, and introduce it sort of through through flag or whether we do like a modified like like five-a-side sort of flag rules but in full contact or yeah. something to sort of bridge the gap um between playing proper games and the and the lack of numbers that we have. Um yeah, so I guess it's about working out which option of those would sort of best suit and then um yeah, just sort of 
trying to use that as um, yeah leverage to to grow the participation of females playing in South Australia. And then um, yeah, I mean we we sort of had a we've had others play um, play juniors in South Australia. There's another um, there's another girl Madison playing at the moment in our junior competition. And yeah, just trying to offer them opportunities um, wherever we can. So like the the intention was to to meet up with Kelly and um, and take Madison across to play in the women's nationals for one of the other states if we could and yeah just trying to capitalize on any of those opportunities um, yeah and then and look at what might be a good option to try and grow female participation. Kelly, you know I've said it before. I think that you are one of the best representations of uh, you know the ability and the capability of women playing uh, football in this country. I mean, against all odds of not having a team, not having a league, you've still managed to play and you know and to play with the men too. I think as is such a credit to how you've developed over your career. And I think that there are so many younger girls playing around the country right now that you know they they need to look up to you and and to see where you can go because I think you've just been such a great representation and a great role model for uh for the sport if you you know if you really care about it and you love it and of course we all know that you know once you start you get hooked and then you're done um so I think that you know this was this is an important chat to have with with you in like in particular uh in the hope that you know some of these younger players will be able to hear this and and hear your experience and and hopefully you know aim and strive to you know play as much football as so that's a coach's uh... yes this has been an amazing chat guys i just wanted to thank you so much for coming uh on the show and hope that you guys will come back of course yeah Stevens, it's been great. I definitely want to dive into some sort of like playbook chat with you because I think, uh, again, you've, you're a great coach and I think we should be talking more to great coaches in this country. Uh, for everyone else, this has been a great chat and see you guys next week because we've got some good guests coming up. There's a whole bunch of football stuff happening. There's the uh, GNSW International Flag Challenge coming up in four weeks, which uh, Chris Moran will be participating in and hopefully a whole bunch of uh, other football communities. So come on down, uh, have a watch. That's happening in New South Wales and pre-season's kicking off around the country. If you need to find a team, get in touch with us. We will point you in the right direction. But until next week, we'll see you guys then.